In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. On this episode of Crown Jewels, it's a meta moment for the pod as Charles heads to Scotland to receive the Scottish Crown Jewels. Sporty Kate is back with a major fashion moment at Wimbledon. And we make it rain on the not-so-subtle shade the Daily Mail is serving to Harry. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush, and we're coming back from the 4th. We're coming back from the 4th. It was a very long weekend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I went up north. It was lovely. So lovely in your Nancy Myers bedroom. Saw some fireworks. Yeah. Like all-American. It was a very all-American weekend. I loved Mm -hmm. it. I barbecued. um, And I know... I can hear all about your 4th of July, but I really need to talk to you about Kyle and Maurizio because you were an outlier, a whistleblower of sorts. (laughs) I was a whistleblower. Um, What is happening? Girl, so for months I've been, I've been watching this. Like for months I've been like taking mental notes. Like she's not posting this. She's not commenting here. Like I've been noticing these things. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks ago, I was like, let me take a deeper dive. Like, I have the time. I think it was like yeah. Memorial Day or something. And I was like, I have the time. And I went and looked and I just discovered some, some you know, red flags with her and this Morgan Wade musician. Okay. Yes. And then the more I looked, like the more I just became convinced something was happening. And then I digged more into Mauricio's Instagram and discovered oh, like – his posts have been like really like lovey-dovey, but there hasn't been a lot of them. And she yes. doesn't even comment. Well, like, the no commenting thing is crazy because they were crazy. all like they are one of these couples that like they go hard for each other in the comments. You know, yeah, that's like one thing you could rely on. Emoji. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So they've announced that they're separating in a very carefully worded Instagram post where you can tell that they're both trying to be very selective in the language that they use. And, you know, then Mauricio posted pictures of them on 4th of July together. But I mean, mm-hmm. the body language is, I mean, I'm no body language expert, but it was tough. There was like a dog in between them. I just, I feel like really sad. I, feel I sad. know. And I feel like there were, like, there were a couple things, right? People Magazine puts out the statement that they're separating they both come right. out with Instagram posts saying they're not divorcing. They've had a rough year and they're working through it. And then they're in Aspen together and they're posting mm-hmm. with their family for 4th of July. And for the first time in a long time, they're beside each other in the picture, which was one of the indicators was like they weren't posting. They were at a wedding, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. And it was obvious they were both there, but they didn't post together. Wedding. Yes, yes. And so now it's like they're taking all of this feedback and doubling down 
on the we're fine of it all. <laughs> but it just feels calculated. But it's like you're obviously not fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's frustrating, too. And I hate to say this, but they were just filming. And I don't think this came up during filming. Really? Do you think they'll do a cameras back up a la Vanderpump or no? I don't know. Unless something like else breaks regarding Mm -hmm. this separation, I don't know. Okay. I really don't. I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's interesting to see them push back. I kind of like in these situations, I'm always like, why? Like, just start the healing process. Well, I feel like with them, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think it would be a nasty split. I feel like they would both get to a place like where they remain friendly for her kid, for their kids. Yeah. So like, even if they do post together, that's not really proving anything to me. Right. They're just posting with their family. And I do see a world where like, they are that divorced couple that is like still friends. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that there would be a lot of animosity and I feel like they would probably work together mutually to make it Mm -hmm. as clean of a break as possible. And it makes sense why Kathy and Kimmy are surrounding her right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we will keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out for the Morgan Wade of it all. See if anything happens on this new season. But I just wanted to be very explicit that you have been keeping an eye on this for quite some time. I've been writing you asking questions. And I I know know a lot of people are popping up in the zeitgeist being like, talking about it, whatever, riding that train. Like you were driving the train. You were the conductor. Yeah. I called myself a founding father and I found it fitting given it was 4th of July. July. (laughs) Well, Sam, it's time for tea and crumpets. So do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I would love to. So in some royal news, Charles, King Charles, excuse me, how dare I, <laughs> is receiving the Scottish crown jewels. So he will be, which I love because obviously it's the name of this podcast. I know. Um, I was so excited. So very fitting. Um, but he will be receiving the crown and scepter, which form part of the honors of Scotland, um, which I honestly didn't know what that was. Neither did, did I. you? No. And okay. I read through the article and- the history of it all is quite detailed. It's it it is. And what's interesting is like he's getting like replicas of like mm-hmm. the sword. He's getting a replica because it's a new sword named after the late queen. So he's getting yeah. a replica but it is a new sword. Yeah. Because the original <laughs> is too fragile and I'm like, well, of course it is. It's yes. Like it's from 1540. Yeah. 500 years ago. But- I mean, it's really beautiful, you know? It's really beautiful. It's kind of crazy. Again, like, so this crown was first worn by James V at the coronation of his queen, Mary of Guise, in 1540. But what was crazy when I was reading this, it said three years later, it was used again with the sword and scepter. And they crowned Mary, Queen of Scots, and she was an infant. So they crowned an infant. Like, it's just, when I'm thinking about this, I'm like, the, the luxe, lavish history of these pieces and how they preserve them and what they represent is just mind-blowing to me, how far back this it goes. Is. And it's interesting, too, because there was a lot of protests while he was in town um, doing this whole tour. 
um, like a lot of anti-monarchy protests mm-hmm. were taking place. So I always find that a little interesting too. Well, it's a sign of the times. And I just feel like, and obviously this was a much smaller ceremony than, you know, his coronation, let's say, but still going back on that rich history of the royal family, I feel like now more than ever, the public like take issue with this family and the way they spend their taxpayers' money. Yeah. And also just with King Charles and Queen Camilla, it's just they have such a checkered history mm-hmm. but sir john curtis a professor of politics at strathclyde university says there's also signs of dip in support for the royal since the queen's death which is like we kind of have gathered that but i also yeah. just think it's really interesting that it doesn't seem to be stopping them from doing anything not at all they are carrying on business as usual i feel like we also got like a whiff of that in prince william's article with the sunday times where he was like People don't understand, like, the role we play, you know? He's just like, we play an important role. We have yeah. purpose. We're here for service. And it's like, you know, me think doth protesting too much. Like, it's just uh, they're really trying to reinvigorate their value. Well, and the idea that they say that they're of service, but the service that they're providing, we don't really need or want anymore. Like, right. we don't need them to walk around and kiss babies and shake hands, especially when you know, there's a recession going on and job loss and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we're here for service, but like, okay, what does that actually mean? Correct. You know? And a lot of the times what we see in the pomp and circumstance feels like, I understand that your role is to be of service to the public, but it seems like you're doing very extravagant things for yourselves and your family and your ego. Mm -hmm. So I think that also like, the queen was the queen yeah. for so long. She was the queen through so many generations of people who like loved her and looked up to her. And Charles never had the chance to build that same reputation. And so now here we are. Yeah. And it's just kind of falling flat. Well, the reputation that he did build is not a great one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was like married to like the most famous woman in the world and then she died tragically and then he married his mistress. Like he's yes. not... He is not um, building the best reputation. So whereas like with the queen, she was so young, like she really couldn't have done anything for Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's happened. He's got the crown jewels. He's got the coronation. He's got the crown jewels. And Kate looks beautiful. Kate looks beautiful. I I mean, yes, the whole family joined him. 
She looks, Kate is killing it, okay? Like, I know this isn't the order of topics we were going to go through, but like while we are on the subject matter, because this is one of the topics, Kate Middleton at Wimbledon, in that mint green Balmain blazer, mm-hmm. pleated skirt, white pumps, that outfit unreal was an absolute mm-hmm. showstopper. Yes. I Flat. think that's my favorite thing I've ever seen her wear. Ever? Ever. Yes. Because, okay, I'm, I'm projecting a little bit because that outfit is very much like my style. Well, I also loved it. I want that to be clear. I loved it yes. as well. Like, it's very much my style. I'm really, really starting to obsess with my theory that she's going wearing green all the time. Her signature color is green in any shade. And I just, I love, you know, I love Sporty Kate. But this was, I just thought mm-hmm. it was perfect. The fit was immaculate. No, the tailoring on this blazer, this like double-breasted mint green blazer with this pleated white, like midi skirt mm-hmm. was and the impeccable. White and it also just speaks to her wanting to get attention in the best yes. way. And she does that with her clothes, with her clothing. She's so expressive. I mean, when she went to Scotland to pick up the crown jewels with King <laughs> Charles, she was in this like royal blue head to toe, like immaculate outfit. Oh my God. I do want to know that she was wearing again, the Megan signature heel. Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> God. See, again, yeah. it's like, I know that Megan can't like own shoes, you know, like she can't be the only one that wears these, but it's like, why does Kate stylist do that? You know, you know that they're going to make the comparisons, you know, that they're going to talk about it. And it's like, are you doing that intentionally? Or are you doing that just because like Kate really likes those shoes? And they are classic, like they are a classic shoe, but it's just interesting that I don't think she ever wore them before until very recently. Right. right. Um, And I just find that interesting, but it could just be a coincidence, but I don't know. It's never a coincidence. It's never a coincidence. So I'm just like, what do we think is going on? And I don't blame Kate. I blame, not blame, but I blame the stylist. Well, I'm also, there's this TikTok um, user. I have, I can't remember her name right now, but I'll post it when we post um, this episode on my Instagram. Okay. She does a really great job of like pre-Princess of Wales, Kate, and post. Okay. Is that how I describe yeah. it? Like basically when, before the queen died and after is what I'm going to say. And ah. her look are so different like before it was nudes it was white it was cream it was pale it was like I don't want to stand out like that's not what I'm here to do Mm -hmm. and ever since the king's coronation she's been like turning looks she's been wearing bright colors she's been wearing I mean she's stealing the show She's stealing the show. The makeup for me is the difference that I noticed. She's really like leaned in with her like eye makeup. And she, I just, I I think you're right. And I think this goes back to the fact that at the coronation, it's like they are next in line for the throne. And I could honestly see this being like driven or encouraged by Prince William. Like he, you know, Megan's out. The queen, may she rest. 
Camilla, not anybody's fan fave, you know? There are the bowlers, I know. So, no but like, <laughs> in terms of fashion, let's say, right? So now is Kate's time right. to shine yeah. and make an impact. And it is yeah. a chess piece for William in his road to King. And I'm here for it because I think she looks fucking fantastic. I, my jaw was on the floor when I saw this outfit. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. it I, I immediately like was like, I have to show Lex this picture of her at Wimbledon. And also I've noticed that she's not wearing as many um, used pieces anymore. Like yep. when it comes to like, jewelry, I know for this crown jewels in Scotland, she did wear Diana's necklace and earrings and bracelet. Okay. But other than this, I feel like I've seen her in a lot of like her own pieces, especially at the coronation. I think that that was like her declaring like i'm gonna someone at one point is gonna wear my jewelry yes and yes. my headpiece oh my you god know? she looks so good and again you know what's interesting as well even at the um scottish crown jewels like these i would dare i say these are like plunging necklines for a royal you know oh. what i mean that sort of oh DV. for her yes so it's very interesting yeah. that she's making these bolder, more modern choices. And again, I do mm -hmm. not think this is a coincidence at all whatsoever. She looks fabulous. She looks amazing. So happy for her. Happy to get so, her, like, to see her get her moment. I know. She's really doing it. And again, with, like, the royal family needing to be more modern and young and fresh, like, she is now their number one playing piece. She's doing it. Okay, well, let's get into our final tea and crumpet because I really need your thoughts here. I have thoughts, but I always need a little sass from Sam. So Prince Harry missed the wedding of his friend Jack Mann, who was his quote-unquote unofficial best man when he married Meg. So Jack was an usher at Harry and Meghan's wedding. Unofficially, they dubbed him the best man. But then suddenly, when Jack ends up getting married this year, Megan and Harry are nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. I need to know your first thoughts. My first thought is I thought that this title of the article was very clickbaity mm -hmm. because they never got into why he wasn't there. Like I would right. like to know what is keeping Harry from attending his best friend's wedding. Agreed. And there's this really iconic photo of Prince Harry like at his wedding with like six of his best mates. Mm -hmm. And it's just this great photo. Jack is in the picture. It's just kind of very iconic. They put it in the documentary that they had back in December. So to see him not attend is very interesting. And I just want to know, I just, I don't even have any take. I just want to know why. Like, right. what was the reason? What was the reason? What do you think? I also don't know. But I, what I will say is like, I find it really weird. Like, I do think like something is off in the sense that like, we saw them out in Montecito. Like, they're not busy. You know, I know that they have two kids. And I know that that's a big way to travel. But like, they're not what are they doing you know so why couldn't they go and that makes me my my ears perk up and think what is the situation 
It's very, very strange. And so the Mail on Sunday reported that there have been rumors in Harry's circle that there was another best man in secret. William was the public facing best man, but not the sole best man, nor God, the best man. Harry's like, they said best man like eight times. It's a tongue So it just like goes to show like they were really, really close. They mm-hmm. went to school together. They were best friends. And so it's just really strange. And like you said, Megan and Harry are not busy right now. And that's They're what's going bizarre to, to me. In California. Yes. That's what's bizarre to me. It's like, why couldn't you take time or plan in your schedule to attend this wedding? And I know everybody will like autopilot, especially in the British media, that it's like, Megan is keeping Harry from his friends. Bah, you know? But like, mm-hmm. I just want to know what's going on. And I know that uh, the Independent reached out to um, Archwell for a statement or for a comment, and they haven't received one, but... I just find it so bizarre. It's odd that he missed it and then it's not being counteracted in the press, like something Harry and Meghan put out of them, like at a function or that mm-hmm. something. So we could like easily tie it and be like, oh, that's why they're not there. Like exactly. that's why they didn't go. So it's it's kind of weird that that hasn't happened. I'm very intrigued by what Harry and Meghan are doing in the press and the lack of things they're doing in the press. Yeah. Um, to kind of combat all the, the turmoil currently. I was curious about the TMZ article of them just all smiles in Montecito because I was like, do we think that was just a capture? Do we think that was staged? It was like a big nothing burger, you know? Yeah, it was really nothing. It was all, of course, every headline was all smiles and laughter and Montecito, Harry yeah. and Meghan. But... For me, with them and a lot of celebrities in general, like, these photos are not an accident. Like, you're not just getting right. photographed leaving a small strip mall in the middle of California, you know, on a random Saturday. Like, that's just, like, you're calling. Someone on your right. team is letting people know. There's a reason why you're being photographed. I mean, I always use the example of Taylor Swift, who didn't want to be seen for years Like she didn't want to be photographed. She didn't want to be seen. And now suddenly she broke up with um, Joe. Joe. And now we see her walking into her studio. We see her walking out of restaurants. We see her, you know. We saw her with Matt Healy left, right, and center. Yeah. So it's just interesting that people still don't think that they have any control over this paparazzi when it's like you 100% do nowadays. You do. Yeah. I know. And I think you're, I think now that we're talking through it and the all smiles of the storyline, you know, I think maybe that was just a conversation that sort of reminds me of the like Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas in the pandemic, walking their dogs with the paparazzi every damn day. And that is like where my mind went here. Mm -hmm. It's just like, look how happy we are. No, the walking of the dogs during quarantine era for celebrities was one of my favorite eras because mm-hmm. it was so clear that they called the paparazzi <laughs> on themselves. Because there was because, no like, one around. Global pandemic. There's <laughs> no one around. You're in a neighborhood. And Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck would walk their dog every day, just like uh, Camila Cabello Camila and Cabello, Sean Mendes. Shawn Mendes. And remember oh the video God. of the two of them walking super slow to get the oh shot? God. Like It was horrible. It's just horrible. 
those moments for me are what this is all about. It really yes. is like goes meta for me, you know, when we see they're a part of the yes. system, these celebrities. They're all a part of it. Like yes. and people need to get that through their head. Like Megan and Harry are not above this. They're not. Not at They're all. They're going to play the game. Megan was a celebrity before. She was an actress before. Like these things don't just like happen. Like I don't ever see – because I also think people have a very like old school mentality of like what paparazzi used to be like and what it mm-hmm. is now. And they have a much – celebrities I feel like use them more – like they're, they work more in tandem together. Yes. Than they did maybe in like the 90s and early 2000s. A hundred percent. You know, it's like a casual wink, handshake agreement. Yeah. And I'm not saying people didn't call paparazzi themselves back Totally. Like I'm not saying that, but it just is, it just, it just seems very different and like it's more calculated. I mean, you look at like Batgrid, for example, um, they allegedly have like certain paparazzi companies have relationships with certain celebrities where they like only release photos that are edited. Yes. Yes. I think that is another thing with the Kardashians. Yes. Well, I mean, I I need, I I wonder what we're going to get in the coming weeks for Megan and Harry, because I feel like that all smiles, things are all good was the beginning of, you know, like a soft launch comeback. It was a soft launch. They need to do something. You and I have texted about this. Like they, them staying quiet isn't doing them any service. Yes. Like, yeah. they, they need to like be out and about. They need to, like, be working on projects and releasing shit because it's not – like, the silent game is when all of this stuff is coming out about Spotify and Netflix and you're losing $20 million. You being silent's not helping. No, it's not helping at all. I need, like, a deadline article announcement of something their production company is doing. I need deadline and variety to get on it. Yes, seriously. Well, we'll keep watching. That kind of like rolls us right in to make it rain. So Mm -hmm. let's get into this week's rant because we got a Daily Mail article essentially speculating whether or not there is any coming back for Harry. And it says, royal experts warn it will be hard for the Duke to assert any constitutional role in the UK after his eviction from Frogmore as he and Meghan finally hand over keys to the cottage. Now, we both were saying this before we started recording, like the way this article is written is so friggin' mean. Like it's so funny, the language that they use. Like he and Meghan finally hand over the keys at Frogmore. Like, what are you talking about? I'm pretty sure... um, Weren't, like, Eugenie or Beatrice living in Frogmore? Like, it's not like they have the only keys and nobody can access Frogmore Cottage. The Daily Mail just stays on Harry and Meghan's neck, like, at all times. Yeah. They just can't help themselves. Like, just the the very careful, shady wording. Like, them saying the couple were seemingly sharing a joke and a laugh despite their recent eviction and apparent misfortune in the entertainment (laughs) industry. that is so shady. It's so shady. It's it's absolutely hilarious to me. I just find it like so bizarre that they still like constantly berate them. And mm-hmm. I just I feel like now they're kind of like whatever, like look at the language here. 
I'll quote this. The king kicked them out of Frogmore, which they gave a 2.4 million pound makeover, but only used for six months, just days after Harry criticized his family in his book Spare. Like, that is like three low-key jabs in one fucking sentence. (laughs) They just can't help themselves. They really can't. And I just don't think... Harry and Meghan were evicted. They just don't, they don't live in the UK anymore. And also right. they're forgetting the major part of this where they wanted Andrew moving in and Meghan and Harry possibly moving into Buckingham Palace when they come to visit. Right. And Andrew refusing to move in. <laughs> Where's that article? You know what I mean? It's just very, it's very bizarre to me. The Daily Mail, always and forever pleasure. Let's move on because it's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So, Sam, will we spot the mail or will we fail? I really don't know because I feel like you and I have had like a very hit or miss relationship mm-hmm. with this game. So let's look at option number one, okay. floating palace inside royal yacht that costs 11 million pounds a year to run and was Queen's favorite home. Option number two, money laundering. Take a look at the 11 million pound a year to run laundromat that is used by Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I hope it's number two, but I don't think it is. I think it's number one. And again, this goes back to the crown and the episode where the queen was so sad about stepping off the boat and her and Prince Philip were like very angry that they had to potentially give it up and ultimately give it up. And so that's why I think it's number one. Well, Lex, you are correct. It is number one. So wonderful. this floating palace costs 11 million pounds a year to run and was the queen's favorite home. But what's really interesting is that even now, every clock on this ship is stopped at 3.01 p.m., the exact time the late monarch stepped off the royal yacht. I find that very interesting. Oh, my gosh. It's very interesting. And it's, again, like, that makes me sad because I'm just thinking about, um, you know, they made one last voyage, and then it was decommissioned in a ceremony, which the queen cried. She cried. She loved, I feel like it probably went corgis, yacht, Philip. You know what I mean? And so the last time she stepped off, it was 3.01 p.m., and they never changed the clock still to this day. That's, like, really depressing. I know. I, I know. was scared that it was 3.01 p.m. was, like, the moment she died. Oh, God. That would just be morbid, don't you think? <laughs> well, because maybe just because I have Titanic on the brain. Yes. Like, when the ship went down, the, all the clocks obviously stopped. And so when you go down in the Titanic and you see the clock on the mantelpiece or you were able to before, I don't know if it's like still a thing. If you're able to like go in there. But they notice like the clocks were stopped. Yes. At the time it went down, which I just am fascinating, you know? I'm a Titanic girly. You're a Titanic girly. I'm a yacht girly. <laughs> this yacht <laughs> is stunning. And I love like that it was their safe haven because it was literally they would take it out into the middle of nowhere and could have true privacy. So it, yeah, I find, I mean, I find this story oddly sad. I really do. It was sad too on the crown, like watching I know. her also be so sad I know. about this. It just speaks volumes. 
it speaks volumes. It just, now I'm going back into the crown with the episode with like Diana and Charles on the boat with the young kids. You know, there's so many memories that probably are associated with this. And you can still see the yacht, right? I think here it says, you can still go see the late monarch's favorite home with some 300,000 visiting every year. I would like to go visit it. Yeah, we should do that. We should have Betches commission us a trip. <laughs> Let's take a trip to the Royal yeah. Yacht. Done have and a done. Vlog of us <laughs> on the boat. I would absolutely love that, Sam. So, Lex, to finish up this week's episode, let's name our spotted dick. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Okay. Hmm. I have one on the top of my head. You go. You go. It has to be who's ever in control of our Wi-Fi. Okay. Yes. Yes. Spectrum is the spotted dick of Spectrum. (laughs) I'm having a huge problem with Spectrum today. And I hate them. And I hate the monopoly that they have on us in the control. They have the internet service here in my home, in this area, on such a chokehold. It's so frustrating when it doesn't work. I'm like, what's happening? Is it because there were so many people here yesterday with the 4th of July that it's on the fritz? Like, it can't handle it and it needs to break. But, like, what's going on, Spectrum? Figure it out. I will need to get that courtesy email or phone call of what's happening. I know. They should at least alert you. Mm-hmm. It's My just thought is like, if you can get a man on the moon, why can't my internet work? Correct. You what's know? happening? What is going on? I don't. I really, I'll agree with that spotted dick. Okay. Yeah. Because the royals are playing it pretty cool right now. So I don't have any qualms. Yeah. I mean, Prince Andrew is like always our spotted dick, but I can't name him every episode. Always a default. You know? Always a default. So this week's yes. Spectrum... I just, I can't wait to see more Kate at Wimbledon. That is just thrilling. If we get a Kate Charlotte moment at Wimbledon, I might lose my mind. I might lose it. And I will lose it. What's not a mind? Yeah. This isn't even a probability. This is a, this will happen. We just will. We know it's going to happen. Well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Betches.